Blog Talk Radio. Come on, party people, get down, get in the groove. Come on, party people, get down, get in the groove. Come on, party people, get down, get in the groove. Burn, remix, up, oh, gon' make you move. Ripping microphones is a habit, I got the fetish. Cooling in the crib with the brutes. It does run the fucking clowns. Giving you something that you can bounce to. Surround sound, tailor made the plan. L or two, work. L O R D with militia. Coming to get you a vivid 3D picture. D I D E V, Mr. Tank. Had my girl the mic, Miss Toy ripped the chair. Broadcast live and heard around the world. You are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. What's up, y'all? It's a no balky zone tonight. It's Dave Gerzak and two-packer Ron Meyer. We are here at the, what's in it? What are the studios? This isn't the Verizon Studios anymore, Ron. What are we, uh, what are we calling this thing? Oh, the Gatorade Studios. The Gatorade Studios. Okay. So anyway, thank you, Rob. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the June 4th episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented uh, by MyFFPC.com. This is live from the Gatorade Studios. First of all, can you all hear us? Just, uh, you know, a Y or an N in the chat room would be su- sufficient. Ron, just because you can hear me doesn't mean they can hear me. Shut up, brothers ma'am said yes. I already sent that right. out. Oh, great, great, great. Okay, good. Plus, Sports Betting Man just left the chat room, so that's actually great. So, uh, good. Um, support for the show is also provided in part by Castrol GTX. Castrol GTX double action formula cleans away old sludge while protecting against new sludge formation better than the tough industry standards. Uh, for more information, visit Castrol One Castor. I think he spelled it wrong. I think he spelled it wrong. Anyway, uh, Castrol GTX, the official motor oil of the NFL. And Ron, you have Castrol in your car, right? Yeah, I think the reason Balky spelt that wrong is because that cheap Saturn uses like that Quaker State crap. Right, exactly. And you have an, what are you driving? An Infinity, right? Yeah, it's a luxury import. <laughs> I mean, I have a BMW, so, uh, you know, you and I are together. We're driving, we're driving the sweet German rides. Well, yours is Japanese, but it's the luxury version. And, uh, you know, your nice thing about your car is it never breaks down. Mine's in the shop like every other week. Yeah, there's one of us that are smarter than the other. <laughs> anyway, we use Castrol. We love it. Uh, it's slippery. I only recommend using it for cars, not for personal use, though. Um, greetings and salutations for all the Gerzak and addicts. I am the Dizzle Dave Gerzak and my usual co-host. See, I'm reading this off the thing. We've already talked about this. Balky's not here this week. He's doing a poker show, poker tournament, whatever, with some guys from high school. Longtime legend of the show, Ron Meyer. Two Packer is here. Let me give you the intro. Ron, you won the 750 Auction League. You won the main event Milk Duds League. Did, did we give you the Milk Duds, by the way, the box? Yeah, they were kind of small. <laughs> uh, you play FFPC Dynasty. We're going to talk about your Dynasty team uh, tonight. Uh, you're drafting in. Uh, you play Revelations. You've been on the show before. And uh, welcome to the show. Anything you want to say right away? Boy, I don't, I don't really know if I can handle being on here. Eric Balkman is such a legend, and being <laughs> able to just sit in his chair, I'm, I'm just totally <laughs> awestruck right now. You're sitting, I, you know, you're sitting in a chair. Uh, he usually stands, and so do I. But I mean, if, you know, it's fine that you're seated. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's coming up on tonight's show. We're going to talk about a team that we might be ignoring altogether for fantasy this year, uh, and discuss a potential ascendant semifinalist later on in the show. Uh, and then we do the whole thing. Shout out in the chat room. Feel free to post any questions you might have. You never post. Well, you post them occasionally. You don't connect with us on Twitter. If you want to, we're not going to see them in time, but it's at HSFF Hour. Uh, Ron's Twitter, though, and more importantly, is Tupacker, at Tupacker. Mine is at David Gerzak. Uh, don't post on the Facebook page because we won't see it in time. Uh, you can give us a call, though, if you want, at 347-426-3682. I dare you to call us tonight. Do you hear me? Give us a call. It's a dare, 347-426-3682. Uh, we'll try and get to all your crap later, whatever. Oh, all right. Also, there's a 50% chance we'll know how to answer to take that call, too. <laughs> That's true. There's all these, like, there's buttons and switches. And see, this is the thing. I usually use, I use a MacBook. I mean, I use a high-quality machine. Balky here, he has, a, what is it, an Intel, it's like an HP, it sucks, I man. I, I can barely use this machine. Like all the buttons are in the wrong spot. 
he got a free with his 98 Saturn. <laughs> This, this thing is trouble, man. I, I'm not sure how to use it. I'm going to try my best to use this thing. Uh, so anyway, thanks to uh, Football Guys, Draft Sharks, and Roto World for tonight's rundown. So we're on our first article of news tonight. Zimmer welcomes Adrian Peterson back. Um, Adrian Peterson was welcomed back by head coach Mike Zimmer Tuesday. We welcome him back with open arms unequivocally. Unequivocally? Yes. Unequivocally? Unequivocally. Do these guys actually say words like that? No. Someone wrote that. Head coaches don't say that. No. Anyway, uh, so, Ron, how many guys would you draft over AP this year? All of them. <laughs> uh, in the redraft, I would say I'm not really high on running backs to begin with, so I would say probably fifth round I'd, I'd snap them. <laughs> in redraft. In redraft. I don't think so. So, okay, all right, seriously, Jamal Charles or uh, Adrian Peterson, what do you think? I would go with Charles. Go with Charles. Okay, what about uh, – Demarius Thomas, you know, like one of the, you know, wide receiver with a, you know, suppose there's, yeah. I traded for Thomas recently and not realizing he was now in a crappier offense. And uh, so, you know, maybe it's not a good pick. What do you think? Demarius or AP? I'm not really high in Demarius this year. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Peyton Manning's going to have a down year. So I'd probably go AP there. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, and would you, uh, would you back him up with your, no, but you, by the way, in your dynasty league, which we're going to talk about, you drafted Jarek McKinnon. Would you take uh, AP? and make sure to, to snag McKinnon maybe around early if you grabbed him? Most definitely I would, yeah. And and, and I think uh, McKinnon's going to go for a premium this year too. I think so too because, you know, you get a year off like that, it's just um, – it's easy to get hurt. I know this, you know, AP is supposedly Superman. Yeah. Plus you don't – I don't know. I don't really like him. I don't like what he did to his <laughs> kid. By the way, Brothers Mayhem, AP is his 101, chiming in from the chat room. So thank you, uh, Mayhem. Um, The Odell Beckham – okay, next article of news – See, I'm not a normal host, so I'm not used to oh. segueing into other parts. Odell Beckham's injury not as serious, according to Paul Schwartz from the New York Post. <laughs> Did you ever see Spaceballs? Yeah. My Schwartz. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> my Schwartz gets <laughs> Beckham's hamstring injury is not on the same, it's not on the same injury, not the same injury he faced last offseason. Beckham himself said the injuries cannot even be compared. He's limited in organized team activities for precautionary reasons. What do you think, Ron? Is this a whole uh, much ado about nothing? Hamstring injuries always scare me, um, but since it's this early in the year, I'm not really too worried about it. Um, once we get into uh, more training camp and maybe a first preseason game, if it's still lingering and bother them, then I would uh, probably knock them down a peg or two. But right now, I wouldn't worry about it. You know what? This isn't in our rundown, but we're going to talk about injuries and we're talking about wide receivers. Let's talk about Devontae Parker a little bit. Devontae Parker just had cleanup surgery. Uh, it's really early in the offseason. They also are saying it's not serious. You drafted him. I've drafted him in Dynasty. You drafted him in Dynasty. Uh, what are your thoughts on Devontae Parker? Does this concern you a little bit? Um, currently, I'm in the 10th round of drafting my FFPC Dynasty. So uh, if anybody wants to buy that team, I'm selling it 50 cents on a dollar. <laughs> it's not for sale because Parker's he's screwed, I'm right? I'm done. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you got Tannehill, you got Park, and Parker's hurt, and then they got Kenny Stills, and you got Greg Jennings. Jennings? <laughs> I mean, how can he start over Greg Jennings? Everybody's brainwashed if you ain't taking him. <laughs> but Parker, I wouldn't worry about it. I think minor routine cosmetic kind of crap kind of to me. So he's had cosmetic surgery in the offseason? Like well, a tummy tuck? No, I mean, to me, it's like cosmetic kind of thing. You know, it's like, oh, big deal. They went in there and uh, tightened a nut or bolt or whatever they did in his foot. I might get lipo, actually. What do you think? Should I get lipo? I would. <laughs> like five pounds? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, on to... Uh, more important news. You're skipping I, number four. We're not talking about that. <laughs> really, you know, Balky always has like a Buffalo news story. Man, because each Emmanuel is it was an ex Seminole. So yes, no. you got. By the way, you're a big Florida State guy, so is Balky, right? Yep. And why? Why is that? Why? I mean, what do you guys? I mean, you also like the Chargers. Why do you like these teams? I'm just. I've always been curious when people like the non-geographical teams. It's no, no. I don't mind it. I'm just wondering. Um, I'd have to say the Seminoles, I started liking them when Leroy Butler was on the team and Deion Sanders, mm. um, pretty dominant defense uh, guys. I really like them. Plus, uh, Deion's a showboat, so how can you not like showboaters? I love Deion, man. He's awesome. He's awesome even now. I mean, like, yeah. you know, he, you know the guy spending like five grand on those suits, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he looks good. He makes everyone on the set look like crap. But too. he backs it up on a field, too, so that counts. He does. I love Deion. So anyway, much more importantly than that, Matt Castle. And EJ Manuel splitting reps. What to make of this offense? I mean, this is so. This is an opportunity of a lifetime. 
for one of these quarterbacks to be playing with Watkins. I mean, granted, we have Sammy Watkins. He's great. Um, what do you think? Do you care? Should we move on? I would just move on. I'm like, if I mean, look at these quarterbacks. It's terrible. Do not do not overdraft Sammy Watkins. Let someone else take him. Take Mike Evans if you want a receiver from last year's crop. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, so we're moving on. Uh, how much time do we have left in the show here? I, I don't know how. I don't know how. Uh, okay, so we got this. Oh, right yeah. now we're ten minutes past the hour, uh, Dave. We have fifty <laughs> minutes left. All right, uh, it's sixty-four degrees and uh, nine eleven p.m. Central. C.J. Spiller could see the most touches in the, in the Saints backfield, uh, according to Nick Underhill from the New Orleans Advocate. Uh, Spiller is obviously a better receiver than Ingram. The catches could put him over the top. These, this is like just obvious crap, by the way. I don't know how he even writes an article about this. But Ingram will be the banger between the tackles, but Spiller can be dangerous in space. There's a chance he could catch 50 or more passes this year. By the way, okay, I'm going to interrupt that. So. 50 passes, I mean, Spiller, that's not even that great, right? I mean, with this offense, what do you expect? What, what's your over-under for, uh, for catches from no, Spiller? I think that's terrible. I mean, if you look at a couple of years ago when Reggie Bush came to the uh, Detroit Lions, they were talking 90 to 100 balls he could catch. Right. I mean, if, if we're not talking that out of Spiller, I don't really care. Due to his, injus, indus, or his in, injury history yep. and his underwhelming, I'm not, I'm not buying at a 50-catch season as a win. I think he's going to have like, I think you have to, if you're going to take him, you have to be looking at like 70, 75 catches, right? At least. In the neighborhood. At least. Yeah. And where did he go? And you mentioned earlier on, in, in the pre show, in the, we were in the green room. In the pre show, you mentioned that Spiller in your draft, in your dynasty startup, where did he go? He went at the 4 3 pick. 4 3. That's, I, I thought that was a little early. He's a little bit older back. Yeah. Not that old. Yeah, that was, was, that 26, was, a, little, that was a little early for me. Dynasty, uh, fantasy Smurf, by the way. Did Fantasy Smurf take him, by the way, because he's pimping him up as a top 15 PPR back? Uh, no, it's Lloyd Braun and Serenity now. <laughs> That's a great team name. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, May Brothers Mayhem likes some top 10. So we got, you know, some of these these guys in the chat room are pretty smart guys. So I might have to, I might get on the spill. In Kentucky, I might have to go on the spiller bandwagon a little bit. Again? <laughs> let's, not, let's not talk about that year. All right. Nick, another popular news item, Nick Toon is the favorite for the number three wide receiver position over in uh, New Orleans. Former Badger. Former Badger. Um, the other guys are Cien Tiavios uh, Jones, some free agent dude. Brandon Coleman, another undrafted free agent who's like 6'10". He's like the giant from Game of Thrones. And uh, who's the other dude? Joe Morgan, Josh Morgan. Eh, whatever. So what do you think? Nick Toon? You think it's Nick Toon? Do you care? Doesn't matter? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's going to be enough balls to go around. Um, Drew Brees is still Drew Brees. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's got a shot. I'm not really excited. I would say in a redraft, is he still hanging out there as my WR6, maybe WR7, I'll pick him up. 14th round? Yeah. 15th round. Yeah, not that interesting. Thanks, Balky, for that one. Yep. Uh, okay. The uh, seventh news article of the evening. The Eagles plan to divide carries between DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews this season. Uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer previously predicted Matthews could finish in the mid-100s in terms of carries. There are two really fine players, O.C. Pat Shermer said Wednesday. There are two guys that have been starters in places that they've been. They're going to come back and kind of share the role. Although Murray's entrenches the lead back, Matthews can flirt with flex value this season as the 1B to DeMarco's 1A. Do you think this is just coach speak a little bit? Do you think there's kind of – you know, because they say this. You know, it's weird because it's like, what is – what does 1A and 1B mean? Like 55, 45, or 60, 40, or 70, 30? I mean, you know, 70, 30, it's like AC and Starks. You know what I mean? That's not even a big deal. What do you think? I think it's the offseason. It's been off season for a very long time, and uh, <laughs> these writers are trying to find something to uh, sell some newspapers right now. Um, DeMarco Murray, I think he's a lot better than Ryan Matthews. There's a reason why the Chargers let him walk. Yep. I agree with you. I, I I'm not that interested in Matthews. I'm like, he's not the guy I'm, you know, because Matthews will probably go now if this is, if this holds, holds true. He'd be like one of those eighth, ninth round kind of guys that people are like, oh, a sharky pick. Murray had too many carries. I don't think he's going to be worth, uh, worth it. I think it's going to be overdraft. I'm glad we agree. <laughs> All right. Now, this is, now this part, this one I'm interested in. ESPN Ravens reporter Jamison Hensley suggests that Justin Forsett's reception total could possibly double this season. Forsett only caught 44 balls in Gary Kubiak's dreadful offense. By the way, he's in Denver now, right? Uh, a proficient pass weapon throughout his career and former third down back by trade. Forsett's catch total should improve significantly in 
OC Mark Tressman scheme, which funnels targets to his tailbacks. And good God, we know that is true. Um, as noted by Hensley, seven times in Tressman's history, has, his running back has caught 69 or more passes, including a bunch of crappy guys. Uh, Charlie Garner, who's great at, at times, Mark, uh, Matt Forte twice. Michael Pittman with the Michael Pittman, the biggest biceps ever in the NFL. And of course, everyone's beloved 15th round pick back in the old days, Larry Centers. Did you ever draft Larry Centers and just he was always like a great flex guy in the 15th round of the old days? It's like, yep. Uh, give me, give me centers. And like every time there's a bye week, oh, I'll put centers in and get you 12 points. Anyway, so what do you think about Tressman? What do you think about Forsett? I think Tressman on the offensive side is is a great guy. I mean, you want to surround yourself with players that are on his team. I think um, normally for the Ravens, it was always like, eh, it's kind of like an afterthought for being an elite offense. But this year, I think it's really worthwhile grabbing him. Um, I'm really kind of interested to see, you know, like how many balls he gets. Cause I mean, Torrey Smith isn't there. You got Perriman now as a rookie, um, you know, rookie, he could take off, but you know, typically the, the rookie doesn't do as well his first year, but. We'll and you see. got the icon. He's like 50. Yeah. I was going to bring him up. I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, truly though, like, you know, Flacco's got to throw the ball, the ball to somebody. Trustman loves to throw it. Yep. They have Max Williams as a rookie. So he's going to suck His rookie tight ends yep. always suck. Yep. Perriman's probably going to half suck, and then Steve Smith's going to be good for like four games, and then he's going to suck. Yeah. So somebody's got to be great, right? So four set. Four set. I, I mean, I agree with you. I think four sets I, the guy. I think if you're going to take one guy in the Ravens, that's the guy you want to take, definitely. I don't want to take it, I, Mr. Unibrow either. No. Actually, you know, Unibrow, you know, Flacco, I might actually consider taking him because they're going to throw the ball a ton because Trustman just throws. He just loves to throw. He doesn't like to call running plays. It's just, you know, unfortunately, you have to do it once in a while. But he doesn't like to do it. Oh, anyway, so Flacco's my – he's on my uh, little QB2 sleeper list. Hey, if that wasn't on the list, talk about him. Please stick <laughs> to the subject. Bucky's going to be P.S. Were you not prepped about Flacco? You don't have any Flacco? Yeah. Uh, he's went, good. He's all right. Went to Delaware. A couple of years ago, I was excited about him. Not anymore. <laughs> he's paid like an elite quarterback. I'm just saying. Super Bowl champion will do that. The Jaguars love TJ Yeldon's pass game skills. They made him the third running back off the board when they took him at the 36th overall pick of this year's NFL draft, which we watched in Chicago. That was a great time. I suggest anyone that uh, has never been to an NFL draft to go. That was really, I mean, we were, we weren't really at the draft. We were at like, it's kind of like being at this huge outdoor bar across from the draft where you're not like, it's like they held the whole party at the outside of the club, but you weren't in the club. Yeah, yeah, it was still fun, though. It was a lot of fun. Okay. So, anyway, TJ Yeldon, one of the reasons the team is so high on him is his ability in the passing game. According to uh, Greg Olson, the offensive coordinator, not the tight end for the Panthers, he's a very knowledgeable, intelligent player at the running back position, and Alabama runs a pro-style offense. We were able to see him do things protection-wise and route-running-wise and blocking-wise, lots of whys, that will translate to this level of football. Olsen added that he wouldn't put it past Yeldon to emerge as an every-down player this year. So, Rondo, if Yeldon is a three-down back, how good can he be in this Jags offense? And part B of that question, will they score touchdowns this year? Because they sure didn't do it much last year. I think it really has got to start um, at the quarterback play. Um, boy, it was just awful last year. Um, the Blake, deep, Blake struggles. Yeah, he doesn't portal. Yeah, it's it wasn't that good. So I mean, if they're down all the time and early, it's going to be tough. I think for Yeldon to do a lot. I think they're just going to abandon him. But if the quarterback play can definitely improve, I think um, he does have a chance. Um, mm -hmm. Not not too high on him, but uh, he's some guy I won't uh, won't sleep on either. I kind of I, I think I kind of like Yeldon in redraft. Um, because he's a guy that I don't think he's going to get drafted super high, but I do think like he can emerge as a three down back. I mean, it, if they like his pass protection skills, that's always the most important thing for as a rookie. Yep. If they like that, I mean, I think that the sky's the limit. And you know, the other thing that's really key is I didn't get him in a single dynasty league this year. That means he's going to do great. He's, he's guys take him in the third <laughs> round this year. <laughs> I it just didn't work out. I didn't have like that you know that six seven pick area like whatever. We're going to go back-to-back -back Jaguar stories, Ron. How can you not in that potent offense? I mean, here, you know, we're talking Buffalo. Recovery. Why don't we talk about teams that are good? Balky likes to always, you know, Robbie here with these sucky stories. Anyway, Allen Robinson back in the field for OTAs this week for the first time since suffering a stress fracture last November. Foot issues can be troublesome for skill position players. Robinson is worth monitoring this summer. 
Um, he's in line to be Jacksonville's number one after an impressive rookie campaign. He had a lot of uh, a lot of targets last year. He was really good. I've started him a few weeks. Um, unlike Marquise Lee, Marquise Lee was kind of eh, not so great. What do you uh, what do you think? Marquise Lee, Julius Thomas, Allen Robinson. Let's talk about the receivers with great Blake Bortles. I think Allen Robinson, is, he's going to get his catches. Um, I think he'll do fairly well this year and live up to his ADP. Um, I'm really interested to see what Marquise Lee does. Um, a lot of people are very, very down on him. I don't know if it's because he was a USC receiver or, <laughs> or maybe, um, you know, he was kind of injured part of last year. But, you know, I think he's a good guy that you could pick up late in the draft and get him cheap. Um, that's definitely worth um, – you know, holding on to and don't get uh, anxious the first few weeks to drop them for that uh, hot waiver wire pickup. And I would also be remiss not to mention Jaguars receiver who's not currently playing. Uh, have you seen Twitter pictures of uh, Justin Blackman? <laughs> yes. I mean, he, he, what is he pushing, like 275? Now, he was at a birthday party. Yeah. I think he ate the whole cake. Or he might have eaten the kid. Did he eat the kid that was at the party? All right, so Blackman, what do you think? Is he getting reinstated? That guy's done, man. He's washed up. Too, too much talent. He might as well play in the penal league. <laughs> you know, I hope, I hope Justin Blackman just stays off the sauce and has a good, healthy life, right? Exactly. God bless him. Anyway, Doug Martin's running with the starters over uh, in Tampa Bay, another top-quality offense. Uh, Lovey Smith says, we like Doug, even though we didn't uh, give him that fifth-year option on his contract. <laughs> the GM doesn't like him. Uh, Doug knows that uh, we like him. He's on the first team like he's always been. So wait, hang on. So they were talking about they were talking about Charles Sims. Now, Lovey Smith lying, evidently, yeah. saying he's on the first team. Who's the starter there? Jameis Winston. <laughs> no, one thing Winston's not going to do is rush in touchdowns. I know you know that as a Florida State <laughs> yes, fan, right? That is true. He will throw the ball from the inch line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do you think? If you had, okay, if you had to pick one running back from Tampa Bay, gun to your head. Uh, you're taking who? Sims or, or Doug Martin? Dougie Fresh. Um, I'm in chat, chat room. Give me a vote on that. Doug, Doug Martin or uh, Charles Sims? I'm going to go with Doug Martin. Um, what I saw Sims last year, he was a bit um, pretty much underwhelming. I don't think he's a big enough guy to go through the tackles at all. So I'll go with Doug Martin. He had flashes of brilliance his rookie year there and stuff. Um, if he can stay healthy, maybe he'll be uh, okay. Doug Martin, he did have an elite agility score, but I don't know. You know it's, I really don't know. I, I'm, uh, I'm he's the muscle hamster. I'm waffling. He's got the he's got the nickname. Sims, we got so on the in the chat room, we got uh, one, two, three. Uh, hey, stop posting so fast. All right, hang on. Let's, you got four. How, how do you scroll four, on this computer? You got four Mar <laughs> four Martin and one Sims. All right, four Martin, one Sims. Any other Sims? All right, uh, that's it. I think uh, Lance uh, Lance, I think likes right, Sims. We'll uh, four to two. All right, four to two. All right, so there we go. All right, so let's talk what about percentage is that? Uh, 66.666 repeating. Repeating, yep. All right, good. Or 33 and a third, you <laughs> see. Rondo, so uh, let's talk about your Dynasty League a little bit. We're going to spend uh, – Crushing it. Yeah, so, yeah, your team is awesome, right? You have the best team in the league, right? Yeah, and it's for sale 50 cents on the dollar due to Don <laughs> Parker. So, you know, talk to us – talk to you a little bit about your strategy going into this league. You know, this is – this is an FFPC league, 500, number 16. This league, actually, let me give you the background. This league, we weren't going to do any uh, startup leagues and then because we had a lot of dynasty teams for sale by prior sucky owners who put the teams in the ground. Not all of them were bad. We sold them off, gave good deals. and uh, But these guys, I was approached by 11 different owners, well, actually one owner who had 11 guys, and they it was to, to be a hyper-trading $500 league in dynasty and they really wanted us to, to run it for them. So we're like, all right, you know, we'll do that. And then the one, you guys like, Hey, we need one more guy who's going to be good for this league. And I'm like, you know, Hey, Ron Meyer's looking for a league and he's great. And uh, so they all hooked up and you guys, you know, you guys are having a great time. Lots of trades, right? Yeah. It's uh, the amount of trades is definitely not uh, disappointing. <laughs> um, it, yeah. Everybody, whenever you, if you ever do a slow draft or a dynasty draft, you're always used to, okay, well, it's going to drag on, drag on. And, and these guys, it's like, okay, I'm up next. And now they're on the clock. It's like, okay, I'm taking offers on my pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no one's ever making their pick right away, right? They're always like, all right, what are you, what are you giving me for it? Yeah, so, some people make their pick right away, but a lot of people will be like, okay, I'm taking offers for the next 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Um, we have a group me set up uh, so everybody can get on there and chime in. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. So you, you, had, you made a bunch of trades beforehand, and you had a lot of early picks. Tell me about that a little bit. 
Um, when I went into the strategy, I kind of looked at like where guys were going ADP and then I kind of started penciling in my guys because um, I knew I had the third overall. So I'm like, okay, 310, 310, 310, kind of looking at my team and I'm like, I don't really like this. Once I hit about the fourth round through the seventh round, I'm like, eh, about the guy I might like in the fourth, I could probably get him in the seventh or a bunch of sixth round guys. It was like, eh, they'll be okay. So I took um, my first seven draft picks and I penciled them in and I, and I packaged them up to get five of the, of the top uh, 27 picks. Five of the top 27. Now your yep. team, are you going, um, did you go young? I, I know the answer to this question, but I'm just going to do it for the audience. Okay. So Ron, did you go young or did you go for like more of a like, you know, regular players are doing well right now or did you go for an older veteran team or what? Well, since it's Dynasty, Dave, I went for the guys in their last leg because I think they're going to do very well because, you know, they want to go out and, uh, you know, still get that championship uh, trophy. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Bolden and uh, Calvin yep. and Djax. Yep. yep. So I started out right away. Um, I traded down to the end of the first. I think I had like 11th or 12th pick, one of those two. And I started out with A.J. Green. Um, pretty good value. I really didn't think I'd get him there. Mm -hmm. um, my original thought I would take Elshon Jeffrey or um, – Randall Cobb at that spot. Mm -hmm. And then at the 2-2, two, two, um, I was going to come back and take Alshon Jeffrey or Randall Cobb there. And I really contemplated at that spot. I'm like, ah, it's like I don't want to – I wanted to uh, – the guy who I wanted to take, I wanted to trade down and get him, and nobody was offering me anything decent for that early of a pick. So I decided to put on my big boy pants, shock the world, and I took uh, Gurley that early. Todd Gurley, baby. <laughs> I like it. So you may not see him so week seven, but you got him. Hey, that's all right. It's a dynasty league. I don't need him right away this year. So, you know, the thing about Gurley that's really nice for dynasty, I mean, he's only 20. I mean, he had, I mean, I, I don't even know when he turns, when he can legally drink. I think he's had a drink or two. Might have. But he's pretty lean. So I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, 64. he's such, such a young dude. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I mean, if he plays till he's 30, I mean, 31, 32, whatever, that's like 11 good years of production. Yep. Yeah. And then after that, um, the next picks I followed up with uh, Kevin White, um, Jordan Matthews, and then Devontae Parker. And I looked at it and I'm like, you know, I got four good, solid receivers. I got one running back that everybody's talking. He could be the next AP. So you're only starting 10 guys and I always throw out kickers defenses. They don't really matter and quarterbacks, whoever. So really I have seven players I have to worry about. Yep. And I have five quality studs that I'm going to have for years to come. And if I can pick some people up, Later in the draft, I'd be good with that. Well, the nice thing about these guys is, I mean, granted, you know, it's going to be tough for Gurley to bust unless he gets injured. I think he's going to be fine. I mean, Kevin White or Devontae Parker, one of them could even bust for you and, like, be just, you know, sucky. But if the other one's awesome, I mean, you have a guy who's worth, like, incredible value because these guys are young. They're super talented. You know, if Kevin White becomes one of those top five, top six studs, I mean, he's a huge dude. You know, then he has, like, Julio, like, you know, even better than Julio value because he's so young. He's 23, 24. He's a star. You could, if you want to trade him, you could trade him for like three or four guys that are awesome. Correct. Yep. So I'm You're like, no crap. Back. That's why I did it, man. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but can I get my check today for winning the championship? Well, you know, it might be the 2017 check by, you know, by the looks of your team here. It might not be the 2015. Well, you know, we're in the 10th round and I already have seven players and I'm still trading back. So we're good. <laughs> so you don't have a quarterback yet, right? Do you, uh, do you have a tight end yet? I know. No, it's tight end premium league. Why would you have a tight, yeah, a tight stupid, end already? Stupid. You wouldn't, Come on. wouldn't want one of those guys. <laughs> what do you think? By the way, speaking of tight ends, I, I did a dynasty startup and I took uh, Kyle Rudolph really late. And the guy actually was funny. The guy who picked right after me was all pissed off because I took him. It was like the 17th round. It's not it's like insane. It's like a 1.25 league. So it actually is a slight like, premium. I'm, you know, I saw I took Rudolph. And he's like, oh, that's terrible. But I mean, he's been so injury prone, but he still has some potential. What do you, what do you think? I think that's that's pretty good value. I don't mind talking about him since he already went in my dynasty league. So yikes, that's um, early. <laughs> well, I mean, not early, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's a little different with being one and a half. One and a half. Yep. But I mean, I think he could have a chance for a really good year. Norb Turner has been known to really like his tight ends. He likes to push the ball deep and down the field. And I mean, the guy's athletic. He can he can definitely play the game. His big knock though is can he stay healthy? It really. I mean, it really is. It's like you know. I always, I generally throw that out, but I mean, if a guy gets hurt like every year, it's like the McFadden thing where it's like, yeah. all right, well, dude, you're just made, you're like the guy from Unbreakable, you know, you're like Samuel Jackson, you know, whatever. All right. So we're moving on, Ron, Ron we're on time, by the way, 30 minutes past the hour. It's uh, still 70 degrees out. Yep. 
and we're going to talk about fantasy feedback. Do we, do we have anything more about? By the way, should we have anything more about your dynasty team? Well, hang on. Uh, who's, who's got the best team in the league? By the way, Lance. Lance asked a question in the uh, draft room. Said, "Ask me what round of 2016 first is worth in a startup, and what in the 2015 first worth when trading back." Um. I'd say for the last few years, the 2016 first in a startup has typically always been a middle to late sixth, maybe an early seventh-ish um, at the latest. Uh, we just had this discussion as well about what a second, so I'll just chime in on that one too. I think really a, a second round is typically around a, a 12th to a 13th, and that's been sticking true for everything that I've seen. Um, and then what in the 2015 first worth when trading back? What, what, is it, what does he mean by that? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. Lance, chime in. Tell me what you mean by that. And Kevin, I said I asked one down here too. Kevin, if I didn't see your question. Oh, there it is. Who's your early favorite in 16 wingman? I'm not sure I understand that. Early, um, like dynasty pick for rookie or for redraft? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, for rookie, uh, let's say Ezekiel Elliott is a the guy they're talking about. Nick Chubb is like highly touted, but he can't come out, I don't think, until 2017, actually. Um, uh, Laquan Treadwell, I think, from uh, Mississippi has been super hyped up. I, I, I saw him playing. I, who is, I don't know who the receiver was on Old Miss, but it was like a – was it Moncrief? Dante Moncrief, maybe? It was, anyway, it was a receiver that was playing, and Treadwell was like the freshman. And I'm like, oh, this guy's really good. Like the guy that I was looking – like I was watching like a draft breakdown tape. I'm like, oh, this guy's awesome. He's making all these plays. And I'm like, well, that's not the guy I'm scouting. That's this Treadwell guy. <laughs> So Laquan Treadwell is a guy that I actually really like quite a bit, actually. Um, so anyway, so what is a 107 pick work worth if I wanted to trade back? Back to what? I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Oh, you oh, you mean well, you mean one or 107 overall for a dynasty pick. What would I trade back to get? Um, I see a lot of that, a lot of times you're about start, a mid startup startup. I would say probably give me an Give me an early to mid second and a fourth, and then package it with maybe a sixth or seventh. Well, what I like to do if I'm trying to do one of those Norm Cruz type teams is I, and I did that this year, as I had the 101 pick, luckily, I traded from 101 to 110 and I got an, a, a, first. a first for next year. That's the way to do it. And I kept trading down. I was like 110 to like 208, and then I went 208 to 408, which was kind of stupid, but whatever. I got another first. I ended up with four first round picks, and I ended up taking that 101 all the way down to like the seventh round. But it worked out, you know, worked out fine. I drafted at the two, not that you want to hear about my team, but at the two one two three zero one, I took Amari Cooper and Kevin White. Um, so I have a super young team with a lot of young guys, and I have four first rounders for next year. My quarterbacks are awful. Should I tell you about my quarterbacks? I know I, I told you. In the, <laughs> here are my quarterbacks in this league. This is it's so bad. I could have drafted Kaepernick, and I it, I screwed up. It's obviously Dave drinks while drafting. Let's I was this. It's a slow draft. I must have been drinking the whole time. So I have five quarterbacks. I have um, Johnny Manziel. Um, Brock Osweiler. And then I figured I needed a guy that's actually going to play this year. So then I drafted Andy Dalton. I have Alex Smith and then Geno Smith. So I have five quarterbacks. They all kind of suck. But, you know, again, you can you can trade for – I can trade for a quarterback that's reasonably good at some point later. But, yes, please do insult me on that. That was uh, that was pretty rough. The rest of my team's good, though. You know, I'm a Kyle Rudolph, my backup. Tight end. And one of the questions in the chat room is about the uh, Dynasty 16 that I'm in is about who do we think is uh, – right now the top team i think right now with picking it's it's a little bit early to decide that oh it's not so not everybody has a uh a full starting lineup <laughs> i should say right now we're only in the 10th round i mean like oh we, there you can you can tell don't what are you, are you trying to be nice to all the guys listening to the re whose team is good come on there's a few good ones and there's Here, a few that are redrafting bring up bring up your draft board i'm gonna i'm gonna let draft them okay the rosters here right there Mm -hmm. See, now, Ron, if I'm doing this, you have to fill the space by okay. talking. So right away, we're going to fill the space right here. So we got the first guy. He's got Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Um, Jonathan Stewart sucks. Monte Ball sucks. C.J. Anderson is okay. David Johnson, Mark Ingram. So that's not a bad team to kind of start out with. Dave already scrolled past to the next guy. So, <laughs> so what I find interesting is another guy who traded all the way up, uh, Sky Boys. Wow, he this took, team is interesting. He took three first-round picks and didn't have another pick till the ninth. Yeah, so read, read off Sky Boys team. This is super interesting right now. So yeah. what, you're, what round are you in the 10-10? 10-10-something or whatever right, right. now. Listen he, to this. This is great. He had three picks in the first round, and then he didn't pick again until the ninth. 
but I think he traded up from that ninth round to like a late seventh or something. So his team, he started out with uh, Demarius Thomas, Des Bryant, and Julio Jones. Which is incredible. I mean, that's three studs that are going to get you a ton of points for years to come. And then he's got Jordan Cameron. Yep. And uh, Joyke Bell. So he's got five guys right now. And that's all he's got on his team. But, I mean, those three receivers, are, I looked at those receivers. That's I'm like, money. Oh. I'm like, oh, my God. Unless, what it, But if Julio gets hurt, or, what, you know, if one of those guys gets hurt, his team is, like, crap. Well, yeah. Well, there's always next year. Yeah, there is always next year. You know, I, I do like Dynasty Smurf's team. He's got a lot of uh, interesting guys, potential guys. I don't and, like Dynasty Smurf. What you mean? I like him as a person. What are, his teams look pretty good though. Yeah, I, don't really I like know. I like Smurf's team. He's got I like I, I like the way he's building it. He's got he's got old. He's kind of it's like uh, it's like at the wedding where you, you know it's something old and something new. Right. Well, the reason why I don't like Dynasty Smurf's team is because I had my four studly receivers, and at the seven twelve I kept watching Dante Moncrief fall to the eight one to the eight two the eight three, and I kept trying to trade with people to be able to get Dante Moncrief. Yeah. And it got the Dynasty Smurf, and he's like. He's mine. I'm not taking him. I'm not trading you. <laughs> and I knew he was going to take him because I think at that time he only had one receiver. Um, and then it's like the other guy I wanted was Funchess, and he had the next pick. Yeah, he just decided to be a dick and just took him too. And he takes Funchess out. Yeah, whatever. So you know what I did? Trade yeah. it away. <laughs> you just read off his team quick. I think it's interesting. So he right away he's he's got some solid uh, no no quarterback solid guys right. He's for running backs. He's got Jamal Charles. He just took uh, Joseph Randall. He's got Carlos Hyde, Jeremy Hill. That's definitely solid. Yeah. Three starters. I mean, and two young guys. Yep. And then he's got Devin Funches, Emmanuel Sanders, Keenan Allen, Cody Latimer, Brandon Marshall, Dante Moncrief. Yep, that's and, great. And then uh, his tight ends, he's got the old man Greg Olson, but he's followed it up with ASJ. Yeah, so, I mean, Safarian Jenkins and Greg, I mean, I think his team is great so far. I mean, no quarterback, but who cares? He can grab all the great quarterbacks like I did in my league. There's room for that. He's got plenty of picks coming up yet. Let me ask you, is, is Andy Dalton still out there? Yes, he is. <laughs> I bet he will be for another six rounds, right? Yep. All right, so that's good. So anyone, any other uh, teams you want to chime in on? Any other teams you want You've chime gone on? wild. I mean, that team is that team is young. That's your team. Yeah, that's my team. That is I mean, I, I, I changed my team name after I picked. So you have, so have Gurley, Jarek McKinnon, Duke Johnson – Devontae Parker, Jordan Matthews, Kevin White, and A.J. Green. That's pretty – I mean, that's, that's a good 2016, 17 team. Yeah, okay so far. You should try and grab him. Do you have any a future first or just your own? No. Good enough. Good enough. We can't talk draft strategy because we're still playing. Oh, yeah, right. Sorry about that. Then um, you got some older teams. And, and, all right. I'm sorry. I'm, this is dead air. This is dead. bad, this is oh bad radio. God, this is absolutely terrible. Bad radio. All right, Ryan, let's move on. Let's talk – let me see if the uh, if the clip works at all. Fantasy feedback. I'm going to try and play the clip. Tell me if it works. If you've got a question for Eric, Dave, or tonight's guest, send them a tweet at HSFFHour on Twitter. Email the show at HighStakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com. Post it in the chat room during the broadcast. Hashtag your tweet with HSFF or just smack Eric in the head. That's HighStakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com or at HSFFHour on Twitter. All right, so anyway, we're back. Like, we didn't even in there. So, uh, Ron, here we go. This is Fantasy Feedback. We're talking about the 2015 Ascendant. Ascendant. And uh, Brandon Cooks is the guy that uh, we're discussing. What do you think of Brandon Cooks this year? Can Could he be the guy that makes some plays in preseason and gets talked up, talked up, talked up, and uh, he just starts moving up, skyrocketing up draft boards, where he comes this uh, mid-second-round type pick? I think he's going to crush it this year. There's a ton of balls to go around, and he's the number one guy that's going to get it, and that's why I took him early in my Revelations League. Nice. Did you? Yep. How early? When did you take him, by the way? I'm just curious. Uh, I think like third round or something like that. Third round. So like probably late third. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. So now we're talking a little Seamus Winston and Mike Evans. With all of his 2014 touchdowns, uh, you know, and because touchdowns are so hard to predict, is Mike Evans a regression candidate? I don't think so. I'll go back to that Revelations League. Um, oh. You guys, uh, well, not this year, but last year when you guys were covering it, um, you guys made the comments, I took Mike Evans over Sammy Watkins, and everybody was like, oh, that's just crazy talk. That was, Sammy that was, Watkins is the number one guy. Yeah, that was a stupid pick. <laughs> oh, um, wait, wait a minute. Oh, that was a good pick. Oh, was it? <laughs> 
Hey, look, man, we're trying to do this show on the fly, Ron. Now you, now you know how tough this is. You got to make them crap while you're talking while you're writing on the show. Exactly. But no, I think I think Mike Evans is going to have a really good year. Um, Winston is going to throw the ball. He does not like to run the ball at all. Um, so I think he's going to keep throwing the ball. He's a he's a good young quarterback um, that I think will have uh, years to basically mature with Mike Evans. And I think they're going to. Um, hook up for many, many touchdowns for many years to come. And you could see him, uh, you know, on that uh, touchdown uh, TD uh, wide receiver connection there for sure. And then the next guy, Dave, you want to talk about is CJ Anderson. Weight <laughs> loss is keeping him as a top five running back this year. I don't know about you, but I heard uh, Monte Ball is now in the mix for there too. So I think CJ's uh, stock is going to start dropping. He, I think he's way overdrafted. You think CJ is overdrafted? You know what? I kind of agree with you a little bit because there's people are not paying, you know, the risk. There's still risk involved with him, right? Yep. I totally think so. I mean, I, I like Anderson. I actually think he's going to be great. Um, I own him on one dynasty treat, one dynasty team. Um, I picked him up on waivers, you know, one of these things where you pick a guy up on waivers and then put him on his trade bait. Haven't got a single offer on him yet, which is kind of nuts. It's a 14 team league. Hmm. I took Gurley and I have Le'Veon Bell. And I only have to start one running back and I have a flex, but I don't really need to start him. So it's like I would actually consider trading him if I got a good offer, but no dice, no nothing. I can believe that. Empty net, nothing, no, you know, whatever. These guys are terrible. Why has nobody called in? I mean, we're already at nine forty-one and nobody has called in. People, people don't call in. They don't, have, you know, it just what doesn't happen. Losers. <laughs> All right, Alan Robinson. This is uh, Chris Holland was asking. Uh, he was uh, wondering about Alan Robinson. We talked a little, a little bit about him earlier. What do you? But we didn't talk about him in particular. What do you think? Where do you think he finishes? Give me a number. W R blank. For him, I would say he's probably going to finish top eleven. What's it overall for WRs? Yeah, I think you, he's so you think he's, so, eleven or twelve overall, like the like the eleventh best wide receiver in the NFL weeks one through sixteen. I think he's got a chance. <laughs> that's incredible. I mean, that's so you must just put it down. Bulky's got five on it. <laughs> Yes, let's make a bet. I, I'm gonna, you know what? That's fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that Alan, I'm gonna say Allen Robinson does not finish as a top. I'm gonna give you 12, That's top 12 wide receiver. Okay. I'm betting as myself, and I'm, I'm betting for bulky. All right, and you saying he will? Absolutely. Okay, but you now he's always like a kind of a prick about this. Like, so I'm saying Allen Robinson is not going to be a top 12 wide receiver, and you are saying that he is going to be a top 12 receiver. Ah, see what There you go. Hey, thanks, Bulky. Oh, great. That's awesome. Another five bucks. Hey, Bulky, last time I played cards with him, I lost like 300 bucks to him. So if I can if I can get rid of five of my dollars back to you, I'm good with that. Were you – okay, I'm sorry to interrupt the podcast. Were you there the night that Bulky – I don't think you were, but Bulky, we were playing at his old apartment. He had this poker table. It's one of those ones that's built like a, you know, like a folding table. It's like the worst type ever. Yep. Like the folding tables underneath, so you know they go out and it, and it always almost breaks because you're like, oh, don't don't hit the thing. So he lost, he was losing hands. He was second best all night. He lost like a grand. Like he lost like a thousand. He kept going back to his like bedroom and getting more money. He lost like a thousand bucks playing that night. And he was, I don't even know what he was making. He was probably making like 10 bucks an hour. You know, whatever he's making like at that time. Like, oh my God, if his, if his woman knew that, knew about that. Good guy. You know, Bucky, if your wife's listening, shut the podcast off now because this, you lost a lot of money. That was some years ago. Good gracious. Anyway, so. Christian Michael and Dynasty, this guy, I own him on a few teams. I'm pissed off. Tell me about what do you think? You know, I'm I'm almost getting to the point where just shut up, quit talking about this guy already. <laughs> okay. You know, Lynch is like Superman. He just keeps going on and on and on. He's like the energizer bunny, too. They keep you giving know, him new contracts, you know, extensions. You know, last year he was done and then he came out and crushed it against Green Bay. And everybody's like, whoa, I gotta hurry up and draft this guy in the late first, early second round. And I mean, I think Lynch has got two, three more years left. And then by then, it's like, the guy's going to be what? 26, 27 years old? He's already, he's already like 24, 25. By yeah, the way, Lynch, I mean, you got another three years. Lynch does not have three more years left. Two. But he, I think he does have two. two. I think he will actually sign again. Yeah. By then, by then, Michael will be off his rookie contract. He's going to be a free agent. Like yeah. restricted, granted, whatever. But yeah, yeah I, I think I, that ship has sailed. I, I, I kind of think you're right. Okay. We have a couple of questions from the chat. And, uh, and the problem, yeah, and you know, kind of fantasy Smurf brought up Chris and Michael. You know, he's a guy you can't even you can't trade. No one wants to pay anything for him. 
So you have to just kind of hang on to them and just suck it. All right, so a couple questions. So from Carmi1, best rookie wide receiver this year, most fantasy points, and he's in a grandness that Amari Cooper might be number one. So outside okay. of Amari Cooper, who do you think has the most uh, fantasy points this year? I'm going to go with Kevin White because I already took him. I'm just <laughs> kind of biased that way. But I think he's got he's got the skill set to be able to do it. If Cutler can play all season long, that defense is absolutely terrible. So I think they're going to be behind um, and chucking the ball a lot. Brandon Marshall's gone. Elshon Jeffries, you know, he might be able to get hurt a game or two so he could step into the one role. So I'm going to go with him as, as my guy. I know it's not really exciting because he's basically the yeah. WR2 off the board. but Well, he, and he was drafted. You know, he he should be that player. He, that's who he should be. And I think he has a decent chance to outperform Amari Cooper, not because Amari Cooper's not good, but because Derek Carr is not as good as Cutler, which, you know, you know Cutler's not fantastic, but he's. I definitely think we can all agree he's better than Derek Carr. Yep. Um, the one player I do think that has a shot, like an outside shot, kind of a sleeper type guy, is Funches. I think Funches does start as a rookie. I think that I actually think he's more, ta- no offense to Florida State, but I think he's more talented than Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin was 23 when he came out. He His drop rate was terrible. He was not that great. I think Funches, um, I know he didn't perform that well at Michigan. Michigan had a bad passing attack, but he's looked good in rookie minicamps. I think Funches has an outside shot to be all right. What do you think? Am I smoking, smoking a little weed? I'll give you that as a ballsy pick. <laughs> All right, like we, have, we have a call from the chat room. This seems, I don't know where, you know, usually we have the area code. This seems like it's coming from God knows where. Uh, you're on the air with uh, Ron Meyer and Dave. God knows where. This is Chris Highland from Singapore. Come on. Oh, see, you're in Singapore. See, I don't, I, you know, you, you have all those numbers there. I don't know where you're calling from. That's where I'm calling from. I woke up this morning early, not intending to draft, and there was one slot left in the draft expert. So what the hell? And I joined, and now I'm listening to you guys. <laughs> That's awesome. See, this is great. Chris Holland lives in Singapore. Um, he's never been caned, and uh, they run. They run. They have a great you know, business out there. I would love to live in Singapore. I mean, it's just a beautiful. So what's going on, Chris? Tell, you know, what? Just tell me something about what's going on in Singapore because it's so cool. And uh, do you have a question or anything? Yeah, Singapore, they're having their 50th anniversary this year, so I suggest everybody fly out for that. It's only about a 20-hour flight, a couple thousand dollars. You'll love it. Um, my, my question for people is, so when you do your first draft, so I'm doing my first draft now, and I'm just completely lost. When you do the first one, do you do it to learn, or do you prep even in advance of that one? Because I feel like I'm going to study the results of this and have just sort of thrown away my $77, although it's been a lot of fun. So I'd, I'd ask your advice on that. Ron, I'll let you answer first, and then I'll give you my my retort. Um, I'm a bit of a procrastinator, so this time of year I kind of punt quite a bit. <laughs> um, usually I, I'm in the Revelations League every year, which is drafts in May. Um, so I look at absolutely nothing. I usually go out to dinner with my wife and kids, have a couple drinks. I come home, have a couple drinks, and <laughs> I just start rolling it, and we go off of there. And then I wake up the next morning and look at it and go, huh, all right, I learned a lot from this one. <laughs> By the way, dude, who did Duckworth take in Genesis that was such a bad pick? It was like in the second or third round. It was the guy who was going in like the seventh round. I forgot who it was, but Duckworth admittedly screwed up. I mean, he took somebody that's like just yeah. a terror. He took, I mean, not that it was Latavius Murray, but it was like a guy like that where it's like five rounds early. Yeah, I don't follow Genesis. That's like the ugly stepchild of Revelation. I know. It's, it's, it's embarrassing at this point. Genesis is embarrassing. So, Chris, yeah, like I always. I try and I, you know, prep for a little bit, but then I always look, whatever I do, always my first draft, I look back on it. I'm like, God, this is like the worst team ever. I just totally screwed it. And I look at other, you know, I'll make a pick. This is always the worst, right? When you make a pick and then someone else picks after you and you're like, ah, sh- shoot, I should have taken that player, right? Have you, have you done that yet, Chris? Uh, you know, I should have taken Blount. I saw the guys on my right, I'm on the nine slot, and none of them had it. A tight end and so or they had one tight end so I assumed they would gang up on that and so I let it roll and then they just took five running backs in a row and including Brown it was brutal so uh, that, that's the only time it happened it's been a fun draft otherwise that's awesome so that, you're in a 77 it's a 77 is it a slow draft or a live draft it's, it's, live. A live it's draft. Live. Oh, so you're in it right now right what round are you in yeah I'm in round 19 where Wayne Ellis just picked Randy Bullock as his kicker three <laughs> that's awesome i, I, I like that's the play breaking news i assume yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely all right i'll let you guys go there was a dare to call so i figure i'm winning a big prize you can tell me about it after the show 
Thanks, hey, thanks, thanks for calling in. You are in the running for a new Bulkaholics t-shirt that I'm designing. <laughs> I hope That's the call awesome. is free, by the way. <laughs> Company pays. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, man. Have a good night or a morning. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was Chris Holland calling in, who had the guts from across. He was not even on this continent, and he called in. You got 10 minutes to call in. That's it. Um, Henry Mudo chimed in. Uh, Duckworth took Julius Thomas. Ah, oh, Julius Thomas. And by the way, Wayne Ellis just logged in. Nice, hey Wayne, nice pick with Bullock. That that was solid. That was really solid. All right, so let's talk a little bit, Ron, about the Cincinnati backfield split. Does this make both players, Jeremy Hill? I have to turn the audio up a little bit now. Does this make both players uh, poor selections at their ADP? Um, actually, I think that really helps uh, the ADP of uh, Geo. I I think they've. Uh, really downsized. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that Bengals downsized him, but I think he's really lost a lot of his luster. He's going very, very late for backs that, you know, he's going to catch some passes. Um, I mean, he's a young guy, very talented. So I, I think he's going to get his share of the load. And Jeremy Hill, um, you know, I really think he's overdrafted a little bit, but I'm the type of guy that typically likes to go a little wide receiver heavy before I start on running back. So take that with a grain of salt too. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you. I'm guessing that I would look at the guy that's going a little bit later. I mean, I, you know, Gio's the pass catching back. So I, you know, I kind of agree with that a little bit. Um, I was asking where Gio's going in drafts. I'm not really exactly sure. Where do you think? Do you know where he's going? No? no Whatever. Not really. Who cares? I don't pay attention right now. Lance just took Gio in the fifth round of a draft. So what, that uh, sounds about right. Fifth, sixth. So uh, why aren't we giving David, and this is Balky's <laughs> plumber hamster Johnson, any redraft love? Because David Johnson, a former uh, – he did plumbing during the offseason over at Northern Iowa. Yeah. He's now in Arizona. Uh, they're still talking up Mr. 3.3 yards of carry, Andre Ellington, who, by the way, himself was, a, I think, a fifth or sixth-round draft pick. He's not some pedigreed back, no, by the way. Not at all. Johnson, David Johnson, is more pedigreed than Andre Ellington. He's faster. He's bigger, heavier, has better agility times. What's up with that? What do you think? I'm not really excited about the Arizona Cardinals. I usually like to take players on teams that are going to score touchdowns, and I don't really think the Arizona Cardinals are the way to go. Palmer's healthy. John yeah. Brown. John Brown's great. Fitz, he went to the University of Phoenix online. Did you know about that? He's whoa, getting whoa. his degree from there. Whoa, I didn't know that. If you want to get a scholarship from the University of Phoenix online, Perfect. sign up for their scholarship contest. Ah, they're doing a great job. Larry Fitzgerald, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Whatever. Okay, I'm going to – Sorry, I'm going to talk about this. When I go, I drive out to the bar for Monday Night Football, I always listen to the pregame. They always have Fitzgerald on there, and he's such a, you know, it's like, hey, you got the shit kicked out of you last week. He's too Larry, nice of a guy. You lost 48 to 10. What do you think? You know, and then he talks, blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, and it's always an ad for University of Phoenix Online, and I want to puke. Anyway, what do you think? Palmer's back. You don't like the Cardinals? No, I really don't think so. And then not only that, they're in a very tough division with very stout defenses. Yeah, very good rushing defenses. I, right. I don't think – I mean, that Rams defense, that's tough. And the Seahawks defense, that's no slouch either. I, I totally agree with you, actually. But I, I do like David Johnson as a prospect, I have to admit. I like him. He's a little bit old. He's I think he's 23, 20. He's yeah, for old. a rookie. For, he's old for a He's rookie. an old dude, yeah. yeah. You, you like the, I mean, literally, he'll have a three- or four-year less of a career, even if he becomes awesome than Gurley. Yeah. I mean, even before the draft, I had Andre Ellington, and I traded him for the 111 pick, and I was like, yes, I finally got somebody to take that sucker. I didn't want him. Yeah. And now that David David Johnson is there, I'm like, I'm kick ass this is really really good and i got you should take a, you should i got slammed on twitter for making that trade that was a great trade i thought it was i got slammed you should take you should have taken johnson at the 111 even early just despite you got a trade that was legacy right well yeah but i, I mean <laughs> i don't want to name names or say i don't want to say you know that jules uh, mclean called me out yes. you know that that was a bad <laughs> but hey whatever you fleeced scotty atkins <laughs> Woo! just kidding by the way all right, I won't even talk about that. That I was watching the Howard Dean clip, by the way, from 2004, where he's like, "We're gonna say I call those states." Woo! <laughs> anyway, how concerned are we with Jordy Nelson's hip surgery? We're Packer fans. We're living in Wisconsin. Yeah. Jordy Nelson um, had the hip surgery. What do you think? At this point, I mean, again, I don't think I'm too worried about it because it's so so early in the season right now. Um, he's always been in pretty good shape. 
Um, a couple of years ago, everybody was pretty down on him as well. Um, and they didn't know what he was going to do with the injury. I, I forgot what it was, but he turned around and was, was pretty good. Um, you know, turned around to be uh, Aaron Rodgers' uh, love boy. So I think he'll, I think he'll do more of that again this year. I think he's got one, maybe two more good years in him. Um, I think that's part of the reason why too they drafted Dante um, or Devonte Adams last year, and then they took Montgomery this year is because they know the writing's on the wall. Jordy's got a couple years left, and then he's done. You know, I I, I kind of agree with you there actually. Uh, I. Uh... I don't know. Something about Jordy. For some reason, this this surgery doesn't uh, doesn't bode well for me. I don't know. I don't, I'm 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 kind of off him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's still not a big talk about it up here. I mean, usually, typically, you see on the news always it's like Packers for it's 29 like, out of 30 minutes, yeah. and, and they're still not talking about it as being too big of a deal right here. And so, they're yeah. not making a big story. I'm not going to make a big story out of it right now. All right, Emmanuel Sanders. He himself, we're asking about if he's in for a massive drop off. He himself is saying, "Hey, look." Yeah, I had a good year last year. I'm not going to have a good year this year. He's telling you. He's, he's like writing the script for you. I might, I'm not going to do that great this year. You know, you know, live with it. What do you think? He's on, my new, he's on my do not draft list. I'm telling you right now. He's off it. I'm off him. Ooh, I, don't, I mean, I think he's definitely draftable. Um, but you got to kind of look at the season, how it progressed. And uh, Peyton Manning and his new arm started um, throwing more ducks out there. Um, got an... I really don't think we're going to see the Peyton Manning offense that we've seen Peyton run his entire career. I think it's going to be a little bit more ball controlled. He's realizing he's getting older. He, his arm is now. Is it? Well, now. Yeah, now. So I think they're going to run the ball a little bit more. Um, I'm really interested to see what Latimer actually has to do. I mean, I drafted that guy last year in the dynasty. Um, I think I took him at the 2-1 last year. And what do you have? What do you have, like 70, 80 receiving yards last year? What do you have, like 80? Did he have that many? <laughs> that must have been on two catches, right? I, that might include preseason, actually. Did he have, what do you have, like 10, six targets, 10 I, targets? I, all I've seen is that guy is like, oh, he's crushing it in preseason on the skull team. He's the number one guy. He's shadowing this guy and pretending to be this guy. And he's just crushing it. And then, okay, he's inactive this week. It's like, <laughs> what? He's just, he, you know, I, I will admit, Latimer's a good scout team player. It's good. He's good for the scout team. So I think he's going to steal some thunder uh, from Emmanuel so, okay. Sanders. Give me a break. Year. So you think Latimer is the reason that Sanders isn't going to do as well? No, I think Noodlearm <laughs> Manning is uh, finally realized that the poster boy of the NFL is not that very good. Yeah, no, I hear. See, I hate the Manning brothers. You know why? Um, because of their faces. I'm a Chargers fan, and Eli was so much of a <clears throat> that uh, he didn't want to sign with the Chargers. That is, signed that is a, with the Giants. That's really an ass thing to do. You know, that, you know that, don't you think? I mean, really, in all seriousness, I think it is. I, mean, I, I hated that when you did that. I've been telling my wife we've been. Well, and then we, his dad was there with his repugnant face, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're not going to play. Yeah, dude, screw you, yeah. you arrogant prick. I, I've been telling my wife. Sorry, ball. Almost, we're going off the rails now with almost, two minutes left. I've been telling my wife almost every single year at the start of the season. If the Packers and the Chargers are a Super Bowl, I don't care what you're doing, but I'm going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I think it was 2009, both of the teams made the, the championship game. Mm -hmm. And I already had my letter written to Eli Manning. It's like, hey, Eli, suck this. Yeah, yeah. baby, the Chargers are going. <laughs> and at the point, he didn't win um, a Super Bowl yet at all. Yeah. And then, you know, the Chargers lost, and then Eli went on and won two <laughs> Super Bowls. And, hey, that, that does suck, man. That, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yep. Hey, at least you have a quarterback that never swears. Exactly. So golly gee. He's got a hell of a bowl title. He does. He really does. I have to admit it. Um, Ron, we you know, we're actually running low on time. This sucks. We should actually we should, this should be a two hour, a three hour spectacular. Exactly. It's a lot of fun without Balky. I I think it's a lot better show. Exactly. I, you know, I don't want to tell anyone about this, but Balky and I we've been feuding. That's why we we're on we're not on the shows anymore together. I at all. He's yeah. the worst. See, actually, I, I heard he got fired in this. I'm this first replacement this week, but yeah, we'll see. You're the yeah. See, I'm always been the big man. Who's the star? You're the you're the star. You should be the host next week. Exactly. All right. Thanks to uh, Ron Meyer, especially Ron Meyer, and on a lesser extent, thanks to Castrol, GTX, FedEx, the FFPC, our mutual friend and producer Rob, who was uh, great uh, working with throughout. Audio engineer Bryce, and most importantly, all of our listeners. Next week, I'm off because I'm going to Hilton Head with my family. So, you know, whatever, living the great life. See you later. Have a good this night. Has been another we can start of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by myffpc.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. 
Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week.